The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how knowledge is motivation. They say knowledge is power, but I say knowledge is motivation, and vice versa. Lack of knowledge is demotivating. So what do I mean by that? Well, how many studies have you heard on the news or read about where the conclusion of the study is that something appears to be linked to or can help, or may help, uh, improve your health, or make you smarter, or what have you. But they don't ever say exactly how much of that something you need to eat or do, or, or even if the findings are definitive. In fact, in most cases, they're not. So I've done some research on high blood pressure. A lot of people have high blood pressure, including yours truly. In fact, I think one out of every three adults has high blood pressure. That's a lot. So I've done some research and I found out that drinking a lot of water is a natural diuretic. I've also discovered that leafy greens and bananas are high in potassium, which flushes out the sodium in your body. Things like pistachios, dark chocolate, beets, and celery can naturally dilate the blood vessels. Mushrooms too, I read somewhere, uh, can help with blood pressure. I love mushrooms. So all of these things can help blood pressure. And there are many articles and ads for products that cite these studies. But what if you already drink a lot of water and eat a lot of those things already and still have high blood pressure? Oh, well, not everyone's the same. I love how they just dismiss it so easily. Also, uh, supplements like hibiscus tea, uh, olive leaf extract, apple cider vinegar, omega-3 fish oil, flaxseed, garlic, turmeric, Mukta Vati, I know I'm not saying that one right, Hawthorne caps and tea, beer caps, ashwagandha, vitamin D3, and magnesium. They're all supposed to help with blood pressure somehow, either dilating the blood vessels or removing uh, salt from the body. So I guess we're supposed to try one, uh, wait a few days, see if you notice any difference in your blood pressure. If not, uh, go on to the next thing. Or maybe we do them all at once and see if that works. I don't know. But to me, it's a shot in the dark. And actually, speaking of magnesium, uh, that's supposed to be good for depression as well. But the studies are inconclusive. I did a quick Google search on health studies, and I'll put the link uh, to the one that says magnesium may help with depression on the uh, episode description. Oh, and there, uh, there was a study uh, that someone recently shared on LinkedIn about how meditation is linked to lower cardiovascular risk. I'll put that link uh, in there as well. But in this study, we don't really know how frequent or intense the meditation has to be to obtain the benefits. Quote, the survey also did not ask about the duration or intensity of that meditation. It is possible that those who practice longer or more frequently will get more benefit but the study cannot measure these effects. 
Also, the researchers cannot definitively say that the meditation directly decreases cardiovascular risk. It could be that people who are in better cardiovascular health to begin with are more likely to practice meditation rather than the other way around. Uh, Other life activities might also obscure the link between meditation and cardiovascular uh, health. The researchers found factoring in alcohol consumption and physical activity lowered the significance of the relationship between meditation and cardiovascular risk. Considering all these factors, the researchers concluded that meditation is quote-unquote probably associated with lower prevalence of cardiovascular risk, unquote. So where does that leave us? We don't know how much to meditate, or if it matters what kind of meditation, or even if there's a real link. All of these studies remind me a lot of Bigfoot sightings. The picture is never quite clear enough, which is frustrating. And I argue that the uncertainty of these studies can actually demotivate you from taking action, which undoubtedly is not the intention of the article or ad citing the study, or those uh, sharing it in a uh, newsletter or on social media. You see, now I'm using the same wording. Can be demotivating. He. <laughs> uh, but based on that study... There's an implied call to action to meditate, especially if cardiovascular disease runs in your family. And I want to make it clear that, number one, I'm not criticizing the studies themselves. They are what they are. And number two, I'm not saying you shouldn't meditate. In fact, I've been slowly uh, working some form of meditation into my daily life, focusing on my breathing more, things like that, uh, because my gut says I should do it, not based on any study, though. Uh, But I am calling into question the calls to action, implicit or explicit, that usually accompany these articles or ads that cite these studies. And again, these articles are shared thousands and thousands of times every day on social media, uh, many times alongside a product or service that they're trying to sell. Not always, but uh, I just wonder if they banned citing studies that are inconclusive. In other words, use words like is linked to, can, may, and made it so you could only report in the news or run ads citing studies that were actually conclusive, where you have enough information that you can actually act on, how many articles and news reports would be left? Probably not many. So along those same lines, if someone says to me, Adam, you should exercise, it's good for your health. Because it's such a general statement, not much knowledge to be gained from that statement, I wouldn't be motivated by that statement alone. Because I don't know how much to exercise, and I don't know what good for your health actually means. Does it mean I'll live 20 more years uh, than I would otherwise? Or does it mean I wouldn't necessarily live longer, but I'll avoid X amount of pain and discomfort while I am living, so the quality of my life will, uh, will be better? Or both. What exactly does good for your health mean? You get the point. Now, if my doctor told me that 30 minutes of moderate cardio exercise three times a week will probably be enough to bring down my blood pressure to a point where I don't need meds, now that's motivating because I know exactly what to shoot for as far as the type of exercise, the intensity, and the amount, and also what specific benefit will come of it. And notice the promise of the benefits doesn't have to be absolute either. There doesn't need to be 100% certainty to motivate me. As long as I have a pretty good idea of what I need to do, the level of effort needed, I would be more motivated to do something that requires three times as much work as something else that I was in the dark about 
in terms of what I needed to do and or exactly what the benefits would be. But it does need to be specific enough to give meaning to this new lifestyle that I'm about to embark on because it is a new lifestyle. It is a systemic lifestyle change, a new behavior that needs to be sustained over time. And I think I'll cover that aspect in a future episode. So that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.